seems like a, oh. dr a dragon's age. We're back, folks. Welcome Hi. to another explosive, exciting oh. episode of, of. I apologize for that. Crep from the '80s. Ah, Tansky, it's. It's been too long. I know. I know. Where, 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 where have we been? <laughs> I don't know where you've been. Oh, you've been here. I've yeah. Been here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of those crazy life carry type things. Yeah, know, I was on assignment. On a million assignments and, uh, and uh, doing some special correspondence with uh, various. No, I was. It, it's missions. life. You, you know, know, one of these days we'll find her. Yes, hopefully. You know? <laughs> It'd be funny if she just popped up right now. Oh, hey, what a miracle. La, la, la. What a miracle. <laughs> oh, yes, we're so, back. Wonderful. Goodness. This is, this is good. I enjoy I missed it. No. We're in a different area, as yes. you can see. Yes, we have a different background. Folks. Oh. <laughs> Same old seavage. Better that end than the other. We are in the home theater room, uh, Casa de Seavage here. Uh, uh, we, we use this room mostly for the horror type stuff that we talk about, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, today is no exception. We are going to talk about Fangoria Magazine. Brilliant. Yes. Huh? Yes. Huh? See, there's a logo right there. Oh, whoa, where'd you get that? Ooh, yeah. Time and space. Oh, shit. Yeah, magical. Uh, but not, not just like willy-nilly Fangoria, but what Fangoria meant to us as adolescents, as teens, Children's, as yes. young adults. Yes, and, uh, and now. And yes, and our, in our voltage, <laughs> uh, with, with one foot closer to the grave. Oh, that's what, a little morbid. <laughs> but apropos, considering the magazine. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, Fangoria Magazine, man. So I want to get thick. I want to I wanna talk about sort of when we first became aware of the magazine. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we happen to know our first issues that we bought ourselves, you know? I got a funny story there. Um, like, as you said, favorite covers. Mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. The covers that stick out, that stick with you throughout the years. Um, uh, the Demise mm. and the Resurrection. Oh. Like the... Like the, the Phoenix. Yes. The Undead the, Phoenix. The Leaf Phoenix, if you will. Yes, when he was under that name. Remember that, folks? <laughs> you kids. The Joker was named Lee Phoenix back in Space Camp days. That's right. But that's another story altogether. Ah, so so. Yeah. Why don't we get? Uh, let's just jump right in. Uh, and why don't you give me a a, a backstory, if a you will? Sensual massage. Of, all right. Of, all right. Or a sensual montage of. <laughs> of my dealings with. Of your dealings with Fangoria magazine from the eighties. Well, my father, being a fan of the genre of horror, uh, ground floor, first step uh, issue, Godzilla. He had it from the get-go, mm -hmm. subscription. He's had one for, you know, till the very end of uh, the first incarnation. Uh, uh, so I've been, it's been a part of my life uh, since I was uh, three years old. Yes, issue one. So, always been a part of my life. Uh, my dad still has all the issues. He's got them. I don't know if he's got them bagged and boarded. I apologize. I'll, <laughs> I'll get on that with him. Uh, but, yes, it's always been a part of my life. When that black bag would come in the mail, you knew. Uh, I guess, it you know, honestly. Chance. Yes. 
<laughs> or Swank yeah. or Fangoria. Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess essentially, even though I saw Halloween when I was six, Fangoria was probably uh, my gateway into horror because I would see that mag issue and be like, what in the... Am I allowed to look at that? It was almost taboo back then because of the gore. And kudos to the guy that named it. I, I, I pro we probably should have researched that. Absolutely brilliant. Fan of fan of gore, fan gore. Ah, must have been. Uh, well, there was a, there was a very young John Stamos. Oh, he was the one. Fangoria magazine. I mean, he's a huge genre. A comet went by, and it, it just. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, always been a part of my life, and. Um, I mean, just the fondest of memories. The fondest of memories. Fonzie, Henry Winkler of memories. But uh, yes. Cat just took a shit over there. Oh, has it waft, wafting? Smell it. It's so macabre. <laughs> but yes, that's that's my story, okay, and I'm sticking so, to it. Okay, so so you, I mean, you just willy nilly would there'd be magazines around the house, and there. Yeah, was my dad. Gloria, yeah. You know? He had no qualms about showing me. It, I mean, it helped enter the world of make-believe. I, I think that ushered me into that that world, knowing that it was fake and not being afraid of those things because mm -hmm. I never really was scared of horror movies. Uh, I would have the occasional nightmare, but who wouldn't? But Yeah, you know, I, I think about that. I think we've talked about it as well, but in other conversations with, with other folk, like-minded yes. folk, you would hear that, they were scared, right? Mm -hmm. They would have nightmares, but they were still very much attracted to it. Um, it wasn't like a deterrent. No. It was almost like a... It made me want it Yes, more. you want more. I more. Um, so I was in that camp as well where, like, I wasn't, let's say, sh scared in the sense of I'm yelling, I'm screaming at what I'm seeing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I would get freaked out. I definitely would have nightmares, but I would always talk about them, mm -hmm. you know, with I friends. I want to see that movie. Yes, yeah. I, I want to experience that again, and, and it almost became like, I don't know, like kids are when they're not supposed to see, you know, nakedness on, on, on movies <laughs> right. or, or, you know, HBO or whatnot. It became that, well, I'm hiding behind the couch to, to peek to see what this scary movie right. is. Um, but I loved it. It was so fun. Um, but that's cool. My, mine was how I got even knew about Fangoria was because of um, Video Connection. The, of course. The <laughs> video store that I grew up with in Wellsville, New York. How did you not name your firstborn Video Connection? I know. <laughs> I wish. Ah. Oh. <laughs> You know? We could still make it happen. There's there's legalities <laughs> you gotta cross, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure River won't mind. Yeah, video connection saver. <laughs> VC just rolls VC off for time. short. Yeah, that's right. That's good. VCS. <laughs> VC Seavage. Um, I was probably seven, ten. Carry the one. Okay. Maybe ten. But at this point, again, I had already seen horror movies. Yeah. I already been watching horror movies peeking at horror movies, seeing things that I shouldn't be seeing, as far as the genre is, is concerned. Because um, your grandparents weren't cool with it, or they were? Like, we're... It was very bizarre. Like, for the most part... Okay, so... So, you know, they're taking me to see 
Temple of Doom. They're taking me to see The Dark Crystal. They're taking me to see all these so other movies. So genre movies that have some oh, totally. creep factor to yeah. it, right? Uh, but you know, I think horror. Um, not so much my grandparents because they didn't, for the most part, like no one was really watching what I was watching. Okay. Um, it was my aunt. Okay, that's right. And that was weird too because I lived with I lived with my great aunt, but my aunt, it was like some things were totally like fine, and it would be a situation where, oh, it's it's video night, you can pick something out too, Chris. So I would pick out you know whatever, be it a weird sci-fi, fantasy, horror okay. movie, whatever. Um, and then it didn't, it wasn't like an issue. But then there were certain things that, like if a TV commercial came on and I was like. Oh, oh, you know, I gotta, I wanna see that. Can we go to that? You know, she'd be like, no, like, you cannot go see that. You're not gonna see that, blah, 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 blah. It was, and I'd be like, what the, you know. But we just watched Class of 1999. So what do you mean we bizarre. can't go? Yeah. Just so okay. weird. Um, so, so it was selective. Yeah, yeah, it was very weird. I think I've told this story before, too. It's like one of them I can so remember, vividly remember, was her getting her panties in a bunch over me Bloomers. wanting so bad to watch Little Shop of Horrors when it was coming out. Okay. The, the TV commercials were like making my face go, whoa, you know, I was just yeah. so like, I gotta see this. Now, did you know, you know about the Corman version? No, not at that okay. point. Not at that point. So this was just like, wow, I mean, this is insane, you know? Um, and I had remembered Starlog, and that's one of the... Oh, man. Um, I miss Starlog. One of the issues I remember from Fangoria, because they had Audrey 2 on the cover. Yep. It was a 1986 yep, with issue. Mouth open. Mouth open. Yep. Um, I, I had it. Nice. But, um... So I was like gaga for freaking Little Shop of Horrors. But for some reason, she wouldn't take me to see <laughs> that. It was just so... Weird, and at 86, so I was like, yeah. not, I was nine, you know? Um, but again, at that point, I had already seen so much War genre probably. fiction, <laughs> you know? So weird, so weird. Um, but Fangoria, it was because they had the Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors tape. Oh, nice, okay. Video Connection. So I rented it because it was horror, it had Freddy on the cover, you know, it was about movie making and you know, it had special effects stuff in it so I would rent it all the time and I'd be like Fangoria like I gotta you know I gotta get this so and I would see Fangoria we had uh, I guess it would be three places where it was available one right across from video connection was this like typical newsstand sure. but it wasn't a newsstand it was a store it was a news store okay but they that's where I got my comic books uh, but it was you know, the cigars and things Pre like that. Premier magazine? <laughs> well, oh. later, yes, okay. yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Man, premiere. Yeah. Oh, we just got too. a new one, yeah. That was a good one, too. <laughs> Magazines of our youth um, episode. So, and like it was the typical, very, very cliched, like Dick Miller type mm -hmm. guy who ran this, this newsstand. <laughs> and then we also had Giant, uh, which was our grocery store, and this place called Newberry which uh, that's where I got my Bionic 6 toys all the time. Oh. Um, but they had magazines like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would go across the street to this place. I wish I could remember it, but it was right across from Video Connection. And that is where I would just 
skim and read through Fangoria while I was there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it was this cassette. It was this. We have a, yes. It was this. <laughs> camera one, camera two. Um, and this is the video connection copy. Wow. And it is, it is. Does it have a? Oh, it's the, the mark, the stickers are gone. Oh, it's, okay. it's just a piece, you know. I'm shocked that it still plays. It's actually broke, but it still plays. Um, so what happened was eventually into my teen years, as I've said before, the people at Video Connection just nice. just knew me. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is yours. This ended up <laughs> like a lot of stuff there just ended up being mine. Um, but this is it. This is the my growing up Chris Seaver, Fangoria, Weekend of Horrors. VHS. So this was uh, this was what it was all about, man. This was my gateway into Fangoria, and then just reading it while I was perusing comics and things right. like that. Um, so and we'll go into this, but I guess you already talked about it because your dad had a subscription to it. But my first issue that I bought myself was 1989. Okay, and it was. 89. Let me let me try and it was number it was issue 87. 89. So and it I'm had, gonna go with Halloween five on the cover. It had um, Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Robert England's Phantom yep. of the Opera. With his nose. Yep. From, yep. Okay. That was the first issue. Sadly, I do not have it to this day because what I would do. You would cut them up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would cut up my magazines and put the pictures on the wall. Of course, remember folks, Fangoria had the poster that you, you got. <gasps> Excuse you. Oh. And uh, so I would. Even the poster issues. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, I didn't care as much, certainly. You didn't know. As a kid, you just, yeah. whoosh, whoo, going up. Yep. You know, wanted to show. I was a cool, you know, geeky horror kid. <laughs> but it was like that with anything. Right. You know, comic book stuff I would put up and, you know, when Wizard started coming out, I would do it with Wizard, any of that crap. So, um, but that was my first issue that I bought myself with like chore money. <laughs> chore money. And I was uh, 12 years old. That was my first Fangoria. My first was the, uh, the, the very first of the new issue. <laughs> oh, because... You... I never had to buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Intriguing. Yes. Intriguing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what do you think? I, so, we are fans to this day of the magazine. Yes. Um, is there a, is there something that a feeling that you get when you see a Fangoria magazine. Because for me, it is all connected. It really is connected to everything else 80s for me. Um, just just like seeing a television show, a cartoon, you know, movies, anything like that. Fangoria evokes that feeling of childhood nostalgia for me. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, it had such a specific look to it with the film reel and the, the name across, and then you had the photo, and they never really de deviated that much. 
over the course of all, all the years. Um, in fact, this year is, is going to be the 40th. Uh, that Indeed. In, in some form. Uh, so, yeah, easily. Just, well, especially whatever topic was the, the main choice, that takes me back to, you know, when that movie came out. Because I saw a lot of these things in theaters because my dad would take me to them. So definitely evokes that 80s feel. Obviously, it tapered off as I got older and wasn't around as much or living at home with my dad, but I would still see issues on the stands in, in like a Barnes & Noble or mm -hmm. uh, mostly just that. And it's not something Wegmans, which, was, which is our local grocery store, would carry. But I would still peruse, even when quality was somewhat going down and the writing yeah, for me, I feel like uh, that didn't really start happening until the the alts, yes. I would say. Um, so the because, last 10 years or so. Yeah. Because uh, Fangoria became, for me, going into my teen years, going into the 90s, um, it became like a very huge deal. Mm -hmm. Very huge deal. Um, a lot because I was getting more and more serious as far as being a filmmaker. Movies. Yeah. Um, so, as much as I have that nostalgia for the '80s issues and the the you know having that first issue and all that stuff, the '90s really kind of defined you as for for yeah. Fangoria and me and and what it meant to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so much so that. We had a, uh, so my parent, my aunt, my great aunt, who also lived with us, mm -hmm. she bred Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Oh. So they built a kennel in our backyard. And then behind the kennel, they had built this, this shed. Right? And I would say the shed was about as big as this room. Damn. A, club, um, a clubhouse, if you will. Well, <laughs> that's what it became. Okay. <laughs> that's not what it was supposed to be. Because um, originally it was just to keep more stuff for the... The dogs. The dogs. Yeah. Well, I would, I would say probably 93, 94, that wasn't that anymore. <laughs> and I said, well, can I just turn it into a uh, place for me and my friends to go and like sleep over at night and we'll bring a little TV out there and VCR and all so this stuff. So there was electricity and... Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. Um, and they were like, okay. And so it became the Fangoria Horror Club. Oh. Did you have a little... No. Okay. <laughs> no. But we that's, put, I mean, we poster. spray painted okay. like the name all over it, but we put posters. We, you know, there was a couch, there was all sorts of stuff out there. And that became our like sleepover pad. Um, but that, so that was, you know, that was all because of Bingo, our yeah. love of horror and <laughs> making backyard horror movies. And this was my group of friends making these movies with me. So I got. I, I was the weird kid. Okay. I was the horror kid. I was the only. You weren't the smelly kid too. Odd. Were uh, no. I okay, was just good. the weird kid in Wellsville, New York, who did stuff. Nobody else. Because everyone else. This, well, yeah, you had the Ghostbuster Club too. Yeah. yeah. This <laughs> town was 
so backwoods. So is, how many, what population? Was? I don't even, it's not, it wasn't big. It still isn't big. Okay. <laughs> um, so did most people, oh, there's that, that Seaver kid. Absolutely. Okay. Um, What's he up to now? Yes. Okay. I was considered a bad influence. Oh. Because, oh. because I made movies, <laughs> because I liked horror movies, because I was weird and I was goofy. I didn't take anything seriously. So somehow, in these backwood brains, I was the bad influence. So people would <laughs> I don't be want like, you hanging out with that Chris Seaver. Absolutely, yeah, okay. absolutely. I didn't, never did any drugs, I didn't drink, nothing. It was just because I was so bizarre. I didn't, I didn't ride four-wheelers, I didn't fish, I didn't hunt, I wasn't into sports, which was Wellsville, okay. you know? Um, so I had to wrangle the kids to be a part of this group, okay. which became the first wave of Low Budget Pictures, the thing that I started. Um, so it was me, I guess that could be bad influence as far as showing the horror movies to the kids, well kids, my age, you know. Um, getting them into that stuff, showing them stuff they had never seen before, <laughs> you know, and dragging them into making crappy movies. Um, and then ultimately, you know, the Fangoria Horror, horror Club. Club. And FHC for getting those guys into it and, and, you know, trading issues and... So just, they, they embraced it or were they just following, oh, they to following they your totally lead? Did. Okay. They totally did. But when it became very apparent that, oh, this is Chris, you know? Oh. Um, oh. It kind of, you know, people grow right. and move on. I don't. You stayed the same. I was the same Chris <laughs> that I have always been, and that didn't really jive with other people. So they all dispersed and grew up. So they're going out on dates and you're... Well, I certainly <laughs> did, but I would be like, you know, we're going to watch this. You know, we're gonna <laughs> and we're this watching and Critters too, you gotta baby. You got to see this issue, you know, like crap like that. She's you know? trying to kiss you and you're like, no, there's a cool scene coming up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or oh, I was so like, <laughs> I was one of those... I'm not making out in the movie. Absolutely. I'm watching the movie. No, I'm watching this movie, <laughs> you know? It depended on the movie. Like, like I remember, I remember going to see friggin' Super Mario Brothers with my then girlfriend at the this time. Is stoink, so and I was like, you know what? We can we can do this. We'll just go back and start making out because this is garbage, you know. Um, but for the most part, you know, I was like, yeah. do you see what's on, woman? You know that type of thing. Even through Ernest, I remember taking. One girlfriend to see Ernest Scared Stupid, and all she wanted, she was like kissing my neck, trying to give me a hickey and everything, and I'm like, woman! You know, I'm like, dude, P-Warrell is on! You know, I'm just like <laughs> laughing, I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, and she's just, you know, just eh. I was like, yeah, later for you. I got Ernest, <laughs> you know? He's with me forever. Ernest is forever. That's right. As the kids say. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> gotta get that going. Forever Ernest. <laughs> Ernest lives. Oh, Ernest Jr. can have like a son. Oof. No, they've tried to do that. Oh, okay. There's stuff on YouTube, people doing that. Oh. Mm. 
but hashtag Ernest lives. Yes. <laughs> Keep the man alive. <laughs> um, but Ernest has nothing to do with Fangoria. Fangoria, no. So, so yeah, so um, that was uh, the night, you know, those early 90s. I would say really, really, it was thick. Oh. You know, Fangoria, me, anything I could do horror-wise, it was just a big part of, of the siege mm-hmm. and what became what I am today, I guess. Yes. So early 90s, early 90s, it was very pivotal for, for many reasons. Um, but there was something also that, that happened uh, to you in the early 90s, Mr. Tansky, that I, I, I know that we share uh, similar situations. Um, you see, folks, as I said, my first real encounter with Fangoria was through the, the videotape. Weekend. Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors. Yes. What is the Weekend of Horrors, you may be asking? It's wonderful. Well, the Weekend of Horrors was a, a, a horror convention. Before there were. It was started horror. by Creation. Yes. Who also did science fiction conventions, Star Trek conventions. Creation is still going to this day, actually. Are they really? Yes, they are. Nice. Um, well, I wonder if they're going to bring it back. Oh, man. I mean, with the magazine. Man. So, that leads us into uh, us as individuals going beyond the page of Fangoria. <laughs> we were now stepping in to the pages a Fangoria, yes. and what that meant to a horror fan, <laughs> a young horror fan, in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So you, Mr. Tansky, in what, 1991, was it? Uh, when was Army of Darkness? Did that come 92. Out? Yeah, so 91. So you went. Got to experience your first well, Fangoria weekend. My dad went to one in New York City many years prior. Yes, they were, uh, yes. Uh, and that... Uh, fondest of memories. I didn't get to go, but he did, and he brought back an accoutrement of, of memorabilia for himself and for me. Uh, and he took many photos, and actually his photos made it into an issue of Fangoria. He took a bunch of Michael Berryman photos, and uh, he got photo credit, which was cool. But uh, Man, that's someone you don't see at conventions. No, huh? never. Uh, <laughs> Kane Hodder? Who? Uh, but in... Toronto, Canada, they were doing a weekend of horrors, and I was able to accompany him, and it was amazing. Um, I mean, conventions you know now are, are <laughs> first of all, every autograph was free, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could just take photos willy-nilly. Um, they didn't have as many celebrities back then, but, um, I mean, Bruce, well, Bruce Campbell was supposed to be there, but he uh, had to canceled because he was filming Army of Darkness, but Linnea Quigley, Steve Johnson, Herschel Gordon-Lewis, Kane Hodder, Tom Savini, uh, they were all there, and they would just walk around the convention, and they had all the vendors. It was a tiny room, but still. Uh, And then it's the usual screenings, and they would show previews and have panels and trivia contests and costume contests. All the facets that are around today were happening in the 90s. So this is a thing that's been going on forever, but they yeah. never came back. They said they were going to come, uh, Tony, uh, Tony uh, said that they would come back, but they never did, but it's, that, that doesn't matter. It still was an amazing experience. So my first Fangoria 
was 1993. Oh. And that was in New York. Yep. Uh, at the Roosevelt Hotel? Um, Pennsylvania. It was It was both. Okay. We would go, it was, because I would, ever, since 93, I just kept going. Okay. Uh, every year. Wow. We would go back. And, and you then, would go with your, your aunt? Or? Um, so the first two times. He'd hitchhike. No, the first two times, no. what would happen is my aunt, oh, no, 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 no. The first time, the first time we went, was my girlfriend's mom. Whoa. And she was like, it was a surprise. You. It was a surprise. Wow, that's a great uh, Because wow. she had friends down there, she was like, you guys can go to the convention and I'll be with so my friends. So she knew your love and of the, the genre? Oh, oh, my, yeah. Wow. oh, yeah. Because I would make, I was, you know, you she'd bring let me make movies okay. oh. uh, at their house yeah. in their backyard. Wow. <laughs> you know, like they, they you know, they helped make effects and stuff like that and I, my first girlfriend i had i was with her for three years um so it was i guess serious it was the first like three years serious serious yeah yeah that age. um uh so it was her who was like wow. hey i'm gonna you guys are going to the fangoria and i was like oh my god <laughs> and your family was like please just I take could him not believe it <laughs> what? And yeah this was it truly was like mind-blowing i don't know what the cost was back then cheap yeah you know i had never been to anything like this before ever um and it really it really like just started that love of conventions for me um and at this show yeah who's that it was <laughs> it's all the same people <laughs> no, it was, angus scrim Wes craven oh wow it was stuart gordon it was doug bradley um, All the usual suspects. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's but, funny. That but back then, <laughs> thirty, you know, twenty. I was like, what? you know, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is it. And I have all the pictures from that. Oh wow! I'll have to look at this um, later. So, but my biggest, but it was great. My biggest thing at that particular convention was co coming down into a different vendor room and seeing. Um, Johnny Ramone. Oh, wow. <laughs> and kind of flipping out. He's, isn't, he's the one that collects all the posters. Well, Johnny, I mean, he was a giant horror fan. Yeah. In fact, and, most and of the Ramones Kaiju were and huge horror fans. Stuff. Yeah. So I was like, what? I'm stopping this guy. When am I ever going <laughs> to yeah. meet a Ramone? You know? like, And I love the Ramones. Uh, so I stopped him, took a picture, and I have that picture to this day. Oh, wow. I look like a giant smiling giraffe because i was so skinny oh my <laughs> and my face is so giant you know zit bespeckled not much has changed but um and he's like this <laughs> i'm fumbling you know and not, i have you weren't punk and this was you know this was the cameras you wound and all that stuff yeah. um, disposable so my girlfriend was doing that yeah. and he's like he goes so we're gonna take a picture of what? You know, I was like, <laughs> but I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is, this is oh my God, Johnny, we're out. Um, but not that the horror, you know, cause I, I got my autographs, um, actually 94. Anyway, so we went back. Um, the second time it was my aunt, but my girlfriend again. And that was 1994. Um, and this time 
and I'm kick and I've kicked myself to this day because at this one, uh, Clive Barker was there. Oh, nice! But so was Robert Rodriguez. Now Robert Rodriguez was there in a hallway. It was like a dark hallway. Okay, one table. Robert Rodriguez with posters of Desperado. Okay, so yeah. That's it. Desperado was, yeah. <laughs> and he's just sitting there. How and if Anna? people happened to come up to him, he would just sign a poster and give him the poster. And you didn't get it. And I didn't do it, you know? At that point, had his book been out? I think so. But what's weird is that at that point, I was already making parodies of... Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and I had no—I had n known the name Robert, Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez yeah. you know. And I just, <laughs> I, oh wow, pissed me <laughs> Regrets. off. Regrets. I mean, later I did see him again. Oh, okay, good. Because of a did you bring that very up? cool thing. <laughs> no, he unfortunately he was very standoffish. Oh, um, that's but. Bad. Uh, at that time, you could have been Joe Schmo, and he would have, hey, hey. yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just, I can't believe it. It still, like, bugs me to this day. Because <laughs> I feel like, I think Adam Green did stuff like that as well, where he wasn't known as Adam Green. Oh, I mean, he was Well, he still kind of does that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. But you know? before Hatchet. He's, he's one of the good was, ones. Yeah. Or it doesn't matter. It's just, oh, yeah, sure, let's, let's rap. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but that was a fresh time, man. That was yeah. young, early Rodriguez, you know? My God. El Mariachi. <sighs> so then 1996 happens, and we go back to Fangoria, but at this time, I start selling my oh, movies wow. on VHS. Oh, no, we had already had them on VHS because so you're about in the interim... 1920 then? Uh, yeah, 19. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my stuff had already been out on VHS because in 1993, a company called Cemetery Cinema, uh, who I found through the back of a Fangoria magazine... <laughs> you see, it all comes back. Um, <laughs> and sent my stuff to, just thinking, eh, whatever, yeah. let's, you know, I'll send my movies. Why not? Ended up hearing back, uh, and I've had a relationship with that man, Todd Cook, to this day. Uh, but he was the first guy who ever put any of Chris Seaver's movies out wow. on VHS <laughs> through Cemetery Cinema in 1993. Um, so in 96, I had these fresh, big VHS cases from Cemetery Clam Cinema of my movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so me, Casey, uh, our buddies who were part of the LBP group at that, that point. time... Uh, my aunt takes us all down, and my aunt goes off and does something else, and we... I'm going to do some shopping. We go <laughs> doing that, and that was the beginning of... Can you of remember how much a table selling. cost? Ah, oh, she's probably like... Probably at the 30 time, bucks. Like maybe 50, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know? Again, at this point, some celebrities were starting to do like the $5 thing. Okay. Right? For, for an autograph. Sure. Nobody was charging pictures. No. That wasn't even a thing. No, that's that's um, a recent thing because when I was going in, um, my first Monster Mania was 2010, I believe, 2011, and the photo was free with the $25 autograph. Yeah. 
So, so 96 Fango was really the start of me promoting at conventions. And then I just did as many as I could. <laughs> Fangoria, Chiller, Fright Vision. It's pronounced Chilla. Every, like just as many yeah. as I could find that weren't Fangoria. <laughs> you know, it was a whole new world was opening up, you know? Um, but it all was because of Fango. Fangoria. <laughs> and you would do well at we selling at these? I, maybe, <laughs> you know? I don't. How much would you sell a tape for? At that time, maybe like 10 bucks. Okay. You know? VHS. Yeah. You know, I was probably the cheapest guy on the block. <laughs> you know? Because I remember there weren't people like that doing that at that time. There was like maybe two other people, and one of them. Um, were, was making movies or selling movies through, uh, at the time, Ron Bonk's earlier company. Um, and Ron Bonk has SRS Cinema. Um, it was called Salt City Home Video at the time. So I was, filmmakers who I know now were there pimping their tapes. And they were selling for like 20 bucks, oh. you know? But I was like, my I movies are ten. not. Yeah, my movies are not anywhere near what these guys were. Even though it's a VHS, it's SOV, you know, all that stuff. But we were just kids in the backyard making stupid movies. You know? Now, were you still doing that type of genre movie that you... Uh, Comedy horror? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never... Like, maybe early... Maybe, like, in the early 90s, some of that stuff was supposed to be, like... Somewhat serious. Taken a little seriously. Okay. <laughs> Um, but it was ridiculous. I mean, there wasn't, even if we were doing those silly movies, I mean, those serious horror movies, I was still like acting buffoonish. And, joke, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, it just was who I was at the time. I just loved horror, but I also loved weird comedy so much because of the stuff that I was exposed to. Um, so that seemed to be my, what I wanted to do. It certainly helped. That in 1989 I saw Toxic Avenger and Bad Taste. I rented them. And that it was, was your first it was time a seeing double feature. Toxic Avenger. I was just like, wow. 1989, Toxic Avenger, Bad Taste. It blew my mind. Now, why did it take so long for you to see Toxic Avenger? That's a good um, five-year gap. I beats the crap out of yeah. me. You know. That you know, and you're always seeing that. That was never a video connection. That cover. No, it was there. Oh. It just. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> wow. I'm going to finally see what this hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength yeah. is all about, you know? Was that your first trauma movie as well? Yes. Did you? Okay. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. And then after that, I was like, well, yeah, oh, I got to see more. more. Shit. <laughs> uh, was but, two or three out by then? And when that, was, um, maybe, was, maybe two had, or, or maybe. Like two might have been. Maybe it was like, holy shit, I just saw one. Now I got to go get two, yeah. you know? I don't, I. I don't know, but I it was a moment in time. But yeah, friend. definitely bad taste would have been those that. two. Yeah. Like it was like expanding. This was like, well, this was these are made this is for what I do, Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and then Low Budget Pictures was born in 1991, but all because of Fangoria. All because you know? of Fangoria. Um, so okay, so before we get into our Favorites, like the covers, yeah, um, and some of the coveted issues we may love and enjoy. Um, I will. You brought it up, and I'm gonna do it real quick. 
uh, <laughs> because of making the crappy movies I've made, I, I have been fortunate enough to be in Fangoria throughout the years. Um, and the first issue that I was ever mentioned in was the 2002 issue with Jason X on the cover. Um, All the ads. And I still have it to this day, of course. I've kept every, every magazine that has any mention of me or well, my I movies. So. Um, but, and this was just a mention. But a mention in Fangoria magazine did you know that you were mentioned? I had no idea. So how no did you idea. come about that? Because you were I got this issue. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was just like, wait, 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 what? And I flipped out, and I was like screaming. And I called everybody. You it was know? like that thing you do where they were you freaking know? out. At this point, we were playing. already in the second wave of LVP, um, but still very, very early on. Um, Tempe Entertainment and. Uh, Full Moon had just, they had just picked up Malva at that point and Filthy McNasty. And so, and, but they hadn't even really like fully come out by themselves because at this point they were, they were extra features on two Full Moon movies. Oh, really? <laughs> so the, Malva was the extra feature on one and Filthy was the extra feature on another one. And so we would start getting these mentions in the magazines and they would say like, well, the extra feature was actually better than the movie itself. <laughs> <You know? laughs> High praise. So anyway, it was like, oh my god, you know. Um, and then, so throughout the years, we were in a couple different issues. Um, one that I'll remember is that in the back, uh, where they do the recap of what was in the magazine, mm -hmm. one of the Fango writers proclaimed Chris Seaver to be the next John Waters. Oh, wow. Jeez. I know. I was like, that's bullshit. One. And two, oh my God. That's amazing. I want to know this guy. You know? Because if you think my stuff is John anywhere Waters. close to that, you know, like, woof. Apparently you need to do a Smellorama movie. Good job, man. Yay. Just all farts. Just... Um, and then in 2013... Mm -hmm. On the what was it? It was the issue three hundred and twenty-two. Uh, I had Evil Dead on the cover. It is up on the wall. I'm not going to get it, um, but they did an actual full page. Uh, yeah. They did two-page spread on me and my films, and that was like you've arrived. Yeah, that's, that's you know, drop the mic, and walk away. <laughs> I thought Can't we, get any I better thought, than yes, that. Yes, I thought it couldn't get any better with just like little mentions here and there, you know. And at that time, we were already in Lloyd Kaufman's first book. He wrote about us in the book and all that stuff. So we were in print already. Legit. But this was something different. Right. This was like a, you want to interview me for Fangoria <laughs> Magazine? So you, you know, got like, that phone call. And, and I was like... <laughs> did, you, did you tear up just a little? Um, I did when I saw it. Okay. You know, uh, and they didn't send me. <laughs> they didn't send me any issues. I had go. to go out and buy it, but I didn't care. You know, and I bought like a bunch of issues. And when you were to paying for it, were you like, I'm in, I'm in this. This is me. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, but it definitely was a big deal for us, and, and 
it just sort of, it was almost like a full circle type thing. Yeah. It was like this, this magazine helped shape who I am. So downhill from here. And exactly. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't gotten better than that issue. 2013, sadly. Um, struggling artist is a real, real thing, folks. Starving artist. Starving artist for sure. <laughs> Broke artist. Broke ass artist. Um, but amazing nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, you know, and at that time, you know, Bango was sort of going down mm -hmm. anyway. So, so maybe might, that might, maybe that was the I catalyst. Destroyed, yeah. I helped destroy. <laughs> What's this art? Ah, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting this crap in here. Um, so what did so? I mean, as I brought up before, like the the downfall was sort of happening, and 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 the quality was yes. waning. Um. And I believe, I think, you know, I think the Alexanders really tried to bring it back to its its glory. By then, I think. They were too, really pushing yeah. some old school things within the magazine, yeah. um, bringing back certain um, articles, cer certain themes, certain, like uh, Look, notes yeah. from the underground, yeah. certain, that was coming back, and which was what we were a part of, but... Um, I just, I remember, I definitely remember being like, hmm. You know, like, it just wasn't sitting well Sigh. with me. Yeah. Uh, there was, the writing was taking a turn. They were getting people that I had known personally writing the magazine who were garbage, <laughs> who just couldn't write. Yeah. Um, people weren't getting paid. So, you know, I was really sort of into... Horror Hound yeah. and, and Rue Morgue yeah. and, and stuff like that. Ultra Violent, which was great. Um, and the Fango thing just started waning. Yeah. And I yeah. remember at that time, I had a subscription and I wasn't getting them. You know, yeah, they I just weren't that. coming. Yeah, I did. So uh, luckily, that. I was a part of, they, you know, when they were resurrected, I they hooked me up. You know, because right. of all the issues that happened yeah. before. So kudos to them now. Yeah, Phil, Phil Noble Jr. So Fango died, man. Yeah. Fango was gone. On the table. Beep. And there was, for me, it was a... It was a 50-50 type thing. Right. One, I was like... The quality had gone down so yeah. much where you were like, oh, So I was like, well, you know, I'm not... It. I'm not crying over that. <laughs> but there was that other 50 that was like, man, oh. what a legacy. Yeah. Such a yeah, part of my life growing yes, up. Yes, it was yeah. so huge. And I'll always cherish what I loved, what I have, mm -hmm. you know. And it honestly made me go back and sort of like, hmm, let me try to fill in some gaps, you know, with Those my old con gotcha. collection yeah. and, and uh, reread what the glory days, you know, which was fantastic. It's a time capsule. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a timeless thing. To I mean, go do you remember your those? sort of like, oh, it's, it's going, your thoughts? Was when, it when similar? It was, when it was done? Yeah, when yeah. it was just kind of like, Oh, yeah. well, it wasn't even, uh, I mean, when I went to Barnes & Noble, I would skip those issues because it just didn't really mean anything to me anymore. Yeah. And I would pick up uh, a whorehound and, and read that and start getting those issues because it, it was just better articles and better ads. And we didn't talk about that. The ads, the old ads in Fangoria are such a... I could have boughten. Boughten, not oh, a word. Yeah. Boughten's it's not actually, a word. It's actually written down here. <laughs> I did. Purchased ah. all these things like 
vinyl and masks. I wonder and if I should. T-shirts. Hmm. Well, not a word. Go up there. I have. So you know, you could buy sweatshirts, oh, yeah. T-shirts in the back of Fango, or just an ad in Fango. Um, you know, the classic Freddy, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Leatherface, all that stuff. But they also sold 3D horror shirts in Fangoria. Oh, yeah. And this was actual latex rubber pieces. With the hand, like the yes. monsters coming out? Oh, my I God. I bought one. You did. <laughs> I bought the Aliens one. Oh, well, yeah. And I still have it. And I would wear it to school. And that's That's of, why you were the weird kid. Yeah, well, that's one of the situations where... We're sending was, a note home vocally getting yelled at by other kids. Like, what is your problem? You're so weird, yes, Seaver. So, that was constant. You're so weird, Seaver. <laughs> Such a weirdo. Or that, that's why do you got to be weird? That's your biography you know? title. You're yeah. so weird, Or Seaver. why do you have to be weird? <laughs> um, yeah, man. Ghost like, Rider, of course. Because I always wore that crap. I always wore horror shirts. I remember one, it was bad taste. I don't know if I want to bring it up now, but it was, it was a bad taste. Not bad taste the movie, but oh, okay. it was in bad taste. But it was a horror shirt. Uh, I didn't particularly pieces? like... Pieces? I didn't really particularly oh. like the band. Oh. Um, but it kind of made fun of a situation that was horrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but I did that, and people were, like, flipping out well, on that. me. And I'm like... <laughs> back then. Like, Come on. <laughs> You know, I, I feel did. like you did that a lot. I did. I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, I ain't got time for this. Um, so, yeah, I do. So, there's those shirts. So, yeah, know. looking through old issues, you're like, oh, my God. And I get that inkling, like, what if I, what if I send this in? <laughs> so, that's where I first saw, you know, where you'd see the Dick Smith makeup book. Yeah. And right. Tom Savini's Grand stuff. Illusions. Yeah, yeah. And I, so, I saw it in Fangoria. And the first time... I ever came to Rochester. I was probably it was probably 1990 or something. Wow. I was 13 years old. So we came we came up here to a a comic book shop. It was the first time also that I Empire stepped Comics. I can't even remember what okay. it was, but I stepped it was the first time I stepped into a Toys R Us as well cuz we just oh, wow. didn't have them around yeah. us. We had the Hills, Grease, the Grease one. We had KB. Beats the, beats the oh, fuck wow. out of me, you know. But it was a family trip. It was like, we're going to Rochester. It was two hours away. We're going to the mall. We're going to Toys R Us. That was the occasion? Just, just Yeah, we're just going, going up okay. to shop, man. And me being like, we got to go to like a place that has comics. We got to go to a place that has I feel like it might have been Empire. Toys and stuff like that. Because really that. that's the one I would go to. I remember it being very dark. And I know Empire, you know. But I'm trying to think of... It was dark. It had a giant Godzilla... Like a, a blow-up Godzilla in there. Um, they had two locations. But the only reason I think it was was because later going into Empire... Um, oh, wait, you're right. It might not be. Well, maybe it is. They had a rack of magazines that were really old. Like, yeah. it was horror. Yeah. It was, And they would have Clive Barker's, like... You know, the making of Nightbreed and shit yeah. like that, all that stuff. Oh, so right. anyway, I get into this this store, 13 years old, and from the pages of my Fangoria, right there on the shelves were the Dick Smith makeup book and Grand Illusions, volume one and two, and my aunt bought them for me that oh, day. I still, great, I still have them. Aunt. 
I still have them to this day. My Grand Illusions is falling apart. Oh. I'm trying to keep it together. Please, please don't. Because Tom Savini was, I mean, oh, he was. he's a god. He was god today. Yeah. He, he totally was. Um, so yeah, so you'd get that stuff. And then in the oh, early that. 90s, into the mid 90s, um, I would get Blackest Heart Media, the catalog, from the back of a Fango. You know, you'd send in your $3 and then you'd get this giant friggin', you know, magazine catalog. It was right. just. And that's where I would get my imports, my VHS import oh. bootlegs. You know, I'd see stuff that I had only been reading about or dreaming about. Amazing. Amazing. It's all, oh, it's all crazy. So good. Yeah. It's all come, come washing back. So, um, why don't we talk about some of our. Do you have some stuff to show or like some of our favorite issues? Issues, well, covers, things that really stick with you. I actually just picked this up. Mm. Oh, it dang. It is the Fangoria cover to cover book. And uh, I read the reviews and everybody was like shitting on it. But why? I don't know. Just they, because they wanted it's articles actually or what? A cover book? But it's literally just all the covers. Fango. It's wonderful. That's amazing. I mean, from, from like early days and then it goes all the way up to, mm. you know, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. So it's a lot of the recent stuff. More polished. But that yeah, that's, that's all it is. That's and I, I, I found it for a good price and I picked it up. And um, for a dollar ninety nine. No, I wish. <laughs> See, it comes back. A little shop. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, That's amazing. Well, I would get that. And again, a wave, like we discussed, a wave of memories. Just, I remember that issue. Oh, I remember that oh issue. I remember that issue. Um, you know, V. Where is my V issue? <laughs> House, you know. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. So I went through that and I picked out some of my favorite covers. Okay. Yeah, um, some of my favorite covers um, I wrote down well, that, what I, you got? that I remember. Um, the it, it was the making of Nightmare Three. I think and I have on that. the cover. Is that it's Freddy smiling? Issue number sixty-four. Sure. Oh, but <laughs> it's burned into my head. Um, it's the one where he's, he's smiling. Smile. Yeah, he's got that. That's what I got. I got that one too. Um, I love that cover. It's it's always stuck with me. Let's see if I can find it. That's in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's uh, that one. I have that. Well, one that's too. I have that two. one too. Pumpkin head. There it is. There it is. That's the one. Right there. I love that one. That's one of my favorite covers. Um, the Fright Night Two. Oh, with the vampire. She's in full vampire mode. Yep. Her maw is like right on the cover. Well, there's the uh, regime. Oh, that, the that was, of the this opera. Was, this was issue. my first issue, folks. My first issue of Fangoria. I don't know why I haven't recollected that. Um, and I wish I still had the tattered pages, which is interesting because I do have 89? a lot of tattered pages still left. Let me see. That um, was eighty. Was that eighty-nine? Um, Ninety. Eighty-eight. 88, yes, 88. 
There it is. There it is. I love this one too, with Freddy and the. That's a great one too. Part four. Um, another cover I love is the Little Shop of Horrors one, I with just, Audrey Two. Audrey Two on the yep, cover. Just had it. Yeah, Audrey Two. Right here, I got it. You got it. <laughs> this one. Right. Yes, that is it. That is it. Um. Yeah, that's a good one, too. These are great ones. Look at these folks. Good God. Good, good, good God, sir. <laughs> oh, see, look at this. This is one I... Godzilla comes to America in the back. Motel Hell issue. This scared the shit out of me as a kid. This is what we're talking about. Oh, look at that. You get the fold out. Posters. Oh, I think my dad has that still. Massacre masks. On the back. This also has Bright Night News. Look at that. That is a command. What do you got? You can take the protein. Oh. Terminator. Coming. <laughs> oh, Children of the Night, the first uh, Fango movie. That's right. I, oh, and the trading cards. Remember the trading cards? Yeah. Uh, I forgot to bring them down. <laughs> but I think all of us kids had the, had those trading cards. If yeah. you were into horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we're uh, watching uh, Children of the Night this weekend. Really? Yeah, because I brought up to, I was like, hey man, do you remember that? Because I had the VHS. That's all I have. Yeah. And I was asking Sean if he converted it. Cover, you know? Halloween 4. That's one of my favorites. Because Halloween 4 was the first Halloween movie I saw in theaters. So. Um, another cover I love is the um, uh, Friday the 13th uh, New Blood, Part 7. It was the first look of Jason, John Carl Beekler's Jason. R.I.P. Hunter's Jason. Um... I, I mean, that one stuck with me because, yes, I loved Freddy growing up, but I also really, really love Friday the 13th. I love Jason. Those two are this neck one? and neck. That's, that's the one. Right and I just remember being like, you gotta be shitting me. Like, this is what Jason looks like in the new oh, one, yeah. you know? Like, had this, had this, the movie been out by that point? I can't, I, I don't know if I had seen it by that point. Okay. You know? I'm trying to think. June... But anyway, so it blew my mind. So it's, yeah. it's, it has 100% stuck with me. Um, here, let me. Oh. This one. Oh, Warlock. I, you just I, got that back, right? I recently talked yeah. about this. This is the pristine issue that I recollected recently. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, right there. And this one was great, too. Um... This was the sequel issue at the time. This was 1993. Or maybe 1992. No, 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 wow. 1993. Early 1993. Stoker got back-to-back -back issues. Look at that. Um, Subspecies 2, Warlock the Armageddon. Still, Jason Goes to Hell hadn't come out yet. Uh, they were doing reshoots at the time. They were just teasing... Um, Wes Craven's new Nightmare, but it was called Nightmare 7 at the time. Mm 
Um, oh, remember that in the back where they would talk about what movies were going to be coming out? Oh, yeah. So it was the, oh, the Fear Frightcast or Fear Funktastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, oh, this is another one. This was from a 90s. This was uh, the big uh, Freddy, I mean, um, Jason Goes to Hell coverage. And you can see I had started to cut out of it. I'm sure if you open this up, oh, on the back there's oh, stuff, the back, there's stuff ripped out. <laughs> uh, yep. But this is this is mine from back then, and this is. Oh wow, that was a holding the dragon slayer one. That's your original. This is the original. <laughs> oh. And it's and it's got oh, it's got pages. <laughs> it's there's like oh, look, oh cool. I wonder who was there. Maybe who did who did Adams, I cut out there? The Adams family, maybe. It was Freddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh sequels, okay. <laughs> um, but I yep, there's an ooh cut out. Hmm, I wonder what was up on my wall. But I kept it because it was it was a big deal to me. It was like all these sequels were coming out. And so I'm able to have both from my youth, the actual issue, and then the Bring these up. The recollected. I love these. We missed had the old uh, movie magazines. Yeah, like so I mean back then they did it with everything. You had right. movie souvenir magazines. Mostly the blockbusters. Um, and it was but just a whole behind the scenes. Occasionally they would do the the horror movies like uh, Freddy 5 through 8, I believe had one. That's right. Um, I started recollecting some of those Freddy vs Jason, yeah. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Dripping. Oh, so this is also good. Mmm. <laughs> hurt me. Oh, please hammer. <laughs> Don't hurt him. Uh, so this one, look here. This, where'd it go? Where did it go? Now at the same time I bought that issue of Fangoria. Gorezone. I got Gorezone. Same company. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Gorezone was a little stickier. <laughs> it was a little filthier oh. as far as the... the you, had to, you had to take a shower. Yeah, as far as the it. horror was concerned. Um, and for me, at the time, it was like, double the pleasure triple the fun you know oh, what i'm saying it was there. you were getting so much horror and gore and gore. everything that gore. you wanted new word gore zone fangoria went hand in hand now gore zone didn't last very long no um and i have a you know a handful of issues but this was the first gore zone that i bought on the shelves same year i think uh as my first fangoria was that issue one or no um, I gotcha. I think the basket case two issue was my first. Just, I mean, this stuff is just. 
I'm telling you, man. Oh, they did these too. This was great too. They did their big the, du the double issue. Yeah, double issues. And this was the special blood drenched 50th issue. Oh my god. They would do the bloody best of Fangoria. Right. They would do um, full on poster magazines. Oh, yeah. I still have a couple of those. Uh, so, man, like this is just. Those hmm. posters I would put 1986, up. guys. Smell it? Ooh, look at this. Oh, we got some reanimator. The reanimator. Woo! 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 School counselor is being called about that. <laughs> oh, look at Oh, shit. That's right. I have that Explorers. Yeah, Ben's got that at the office. I don't want an octopus magazine. <laughs> guys. This is just grand. It's yeah. a grand old time. This is great stuff. And now... Fango's back. Fangoria, my friends, has returned from the Grave. These are the first two issues of the new Fangoria. Volume, volume two. Yes, volume two. How clever. Hmm? <laughs> and these aren't these aren't these aren't your father's magazines. Oh my gosh, guys! Like, reach through and feel this, would you? Look how thick, thick that is. Look at that. Mm. You could kill someone <laughs> if you were Jason Bourne. You could, right to the throat. This, you don't even this, have to roll it up. These ain't crappy. This is this is some hard paper, guys. This is you're getting quality. your money's worth. Yes. So when they released that they were, you know, the price of the subscription and everybody was freaking out, this is this is what you're getting. And this is pure Yeah, quality. but it's worth it. Yes. You know? And not only does it, what I like about it is it feels nostalgic. Um, but but also you're, modernizing. Yes, they're yeah. modernizing it. They're modernizing it. Modernize. <laughs> it feels fresh, yeah. but not. I mean, the cover, it's the, the old style, the film reel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Look at that. Ugh. The third issue, um, I'm patiently waiting. I, I as, I I'm as well. I'm not sure why we haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah, and I said that too. I tweeted, I said, when should I be worried that I haven't gotten it yet? And they said they've been shipped. So. Yeah, well, I did. I got their message saying it shipped. Yeah. You know? But it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for it. I want that white bag now. Since, yes. Uh, since that got hopefully um, it won't be torn up, funked as I've been seeing. Oh no! But they'll make good oh. on it. They they are the people that are running this, top notch. Well, what could what could destroy this? Oh well, that's true. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, they could stop a bullet. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm gonna be using it's this Kevlar and uh, Fango. It's my new vest. <laughs> wow. But uh, it's back, guys, and it's it's wonderful. Really exciting. Yeah. Great articles. Uh, it's a great time to be a horror fan. It's a great time to be a Fango fan. Yeah. So many things from our childhood, not just the 80s, not just the cartoons, the movies, the toys, back. but our magazines, our, our genre magazines are coming back. Our horror hosts are coming back. Joe Bob Briggs is coming it every, every Friday. Elvira is still out there, Billies. kicking it, looking amazing. Yes. My God. You, you 80s kids know what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and we hopefully, have... hopefully the Muppet magazine will come back. Everything. Premier, well, the Muppets are coming back. Pre premiere. The Muppet Show is coming yeah, back. Yeah, the Muppets are coming back. Another magazine. Disney Plus. I would love Toy Fair to come back. I know it won't. Toy Fair would be great. Oh Wizard God. would be great. Starlog. Let's bring back Starlog. Same company, Starlog. <laughs> Where'd that go? Hmm? 
Cinefan Cinema Fantastique. Oh, that's remember good one that? Cinema Fantastique. Cinema Fantastique. Femme Fatale. Oh. Mm -hmm. We got some of those too. I like some. Good God. We're living in a golden Grand. age. Grand time. That's right. Grand That's right. time. Oh, this one. I'll show this real quick. This was, this was uh, my. I got this at the '95. Oh. Fango. Oh, '94. This was the '94 Fango show. Um, and I bought it at the show at the Fangoria Weekend of Horrors, and I have autographs in here. So I, I went around say. to the people who were there. And got autographs. So there are autographs in here oh. of the people that were at the show. And who? Free autographs. What? What? Have we all gone mad? Can you imagine walking up to somebody and they... Just signed it? Signed it? Out of the goodness of their hearts? Without saying, yeah, that'll be like 45 bucks. Oh, that's a lot. Mm. Yeah, it smells like old seavage. Oh. I don't know. It smells like 1994, so that was... What was that? What were you wearing uh, then? 17. 17 jupe? years. Were you wearing jupe back yeah, then? Wearing... <laughs> what were you wearing there? Uh, I don't know. Suave. Capri Sun. Suave shampoo. What you... Capri Sun mixed you... with... Uh... Oh, despair. <laughs> mixed with spaghetti O's. Oh, yes, with Frank's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, folks. We've been yapping far too long. I think it's time we, we go cry in a corner oh, thinking about is, our memories is. of Fangoria in the 1980s. But they were 90s. good memories. They so were fantastic memories. We've been crying, and it's back, so there's no reason I am to glad that it's back. shed a tear. Folks, if you want to you wanna check it out, just go to Fangoria. Get that subscription. Mm -hmm. If you're a Fango kid, if you're a monster kid, it is worth it. Believe me. Believe us. Yes. We, we wouldn't Trust lie. in we us. Wouldn't, we won't betray you. We'll never betray or go you. back and get those old issues. They're... Yeah, come on, guys. As long as you can, not you can find jumping, jumping old those prices up uh, as as price cheap gouging. as like five bucks. Yeah, you know they are out there. They are calling to lots. You can probably get a lot. They are calling you, calling you. What he said, songs. Who cries for the children? I do. It's a musical. Fango the musical. Ooh. We're stars. We are magic. Fango t-shirts. That's what I was going to say. I was Fright going rags. to that. Fright rags. <laughs> Fright dash rags. Fango t-shirts. We, got, we got some new ones they're coming out, thick, hopefully. They're getting wet. They're getting moist. They're getting thicker. It's just the logo, but great. it looks wonderful. It's yeah, wonderful. I got I to jump on there. Yeah, jump, on jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on. Anyway, that was it. That was a good episode. It was, yeah. It made me really, I want to get that Monster Club going again. Fango <laughs> Horror just, Club. You gotta build a shed. I mean, basically, it's down here. True, but I, I want you to build a shed. <laughs> okay, guys. So this was this is Chris. Hi. And Chris. And uh, this was a crap from the '80s, and we will get you on the next. Uh, Flippity yeah. flip. Yep. Flip flop. Bye. <laughs>